Benvenuti to my third Made in Italy podcast. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Sabrina, the VP of Marketing for Urbani Truffles. It is arguably the world's biggest truffle company and is responsible for providing a vast majority of the truffles here in the U.S. Stay tuned to learn more about the world's most valuable fungus. Benvenuti to the Made in Italy podcast. Benvenuta, Sabrina. Thanks for being with us today. Can you tell us about the Urbani Truffle Empire? So, um, the Truffle Empire, believe it or not, started years ago, not even from Constantine, but it started from... um, We're getting already at the sixth generation, but that is all the history behind it. The real truth is that the... um, the, the Carlo Urbani and Paolo Urbani, the two brothers, took over after years and years of farming gooses to get. Uh, uh, it, it, it's it's really true this story. At one point, um, the cultivation of gooses became uh, illegal uh, in all Europe. So that's how they start with pigs and pigs digging these amazing jewels from the art. At the beginning, they really didn't know what to do with them. And then as, you know, natural, uh, as nature brings them to start using them inside with food because um, they were big producers of foie gras. So anything they will find in the farm or they would, you know, find around in the art, they will experiment inside the uh, inside the uh, any 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 dish. Uh, in the past, as I said, in the beginning, in the uh, uh, during Constantine or during, I have to say, we have to go really back, back, back to uh, the uh, ancient Roman period. Truffle were considered really aphrodisiac. We mm-hmm. consider it not the perfect ingredient to add, especially during the religion period. So for a long time, it was abandoned. Like you could not, you know, really uh, eat truffles because it could bring you to the other side, to the bad side, because they were for this year. They still are for this year because they have a special molecule that gives you the same uh, the same feeling, the same, but it's not, it's not really true. A, a truffle is just water. So it has no calories, has 120 aromas. So really that was like, let's call it a legend. Uh, when the, the Urbani family came along, the two senior, Paolo and Carlo Urbani, in uh, the beginning of the century, they were really, really great in bringing the truffles all over the world. They put up a system where they were able to ship truffles all over, especially in the U.S., uh, we start, I think, at the beginning of around the 1950 to use, uh, you, do you remember Panam, Panam, Panam Air Flights, the Panam, Panam Air yeah, Flights? Pan Am, now, yes, yeah, they, yes. they're not anymore around, but we were the first, the first one to bring truffles in the U.S. with the special flight coming in from Panam. So, um, 
And now, generation to generation, we get to the sixth generation. We have Olga and Jamar Kurbani. They're the two cousins, and they represent the um, sixth generation. And then we have Olga has two boys, 27, 28 years old, and both of them decided to concentrate their future, their efforts, their investment in what we call the next generation of truffles. They were able to build a truffle land, build a truffle orchard on their land. Means that it's sort of farming truffles. You know, truffles, you can't really farm truffles, especially white truffles. But they were able to reproduce uh, uh, the plan, like oak plan or pine plan, where the truffles attach to the roots. They were able, you know, in the greenhouse to recreate the same atmosphere because little by little, it's a little bit of, uh, like, you know, like the white truffle region. Little by little truffles are, you know, they, they're not enough to um, uh, to respond to the big demand there is around the world. The same thing is going is happening in Piedmont with the white truffle uh, territory. You know, a lot of the territory yeah. dedicated to white truffle now is uh, people are producing wine, are producing prosecco, are producing. So if you think about it, of the uh, of white truffle, only ten percent comes from that region. Means that. These two young kids decided that they want to make sure that the truffle production continues during the years, even uh, you know, no matter the odds, no matter the um, weather, no matter of the uh, uh, change of environment around us. So they decided to 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 create the the same same. It's the same environment of a real truffle orchard inside a greenhouse and it's going extremely well so we started from 1852 when fresh truffles were delivered into france into europe and then we go all the way down to the seventh generation and the truffles at that time they were digged by pigs we transform our production we move into dogs because pigs used to eat the truffle. So we used to lose a lot of the truffles that we picked, that the truffle um, hunters picked. And then we went into the dogs. Then we went into uh, distributing truffles all around the world. Then we went to have a Pan Am flight to a FedEx. We have our own FedEx flights that every two days bring in fresh truffles into the US. So the moment they are picked, to the moment they are on the table of a chef or on the kitchen of a chef is 36 hours. Wow. Yes. And so going back. A new generation coming in with this amazing project, which is Truffle Land. I will recommend you to go and check it online. I was looking at I was looking looking at the Truffle Lab. Could you could you tell us just a little bit more? I heard I heard a lot about the Truffle Lab. The Truffle Lab was created three years ago, was a project that came from our, we have an office in New York City. We have a beautiful office and a beautiful store. We have a store on the street that was really used as a warehouse, not really used as we should. So people will pass by and say, oh, I would love to do lessons. Oh, I would love to learn truffles. So we will stop there. We will invite people in and we will teach them you know, how to use a truffle, where the truffle comes from, you know, little uh, one-on-one on truffles. And at that point, we decided that 
that should be one of our not our one of our main goal is educational 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 so it started with the uh, uh the um the need for chefs to come into the truffle lab into our office or store sit down with our representative learn about truffles learn how even how to sell the truffles to the final consumer so that's how we came out the truffle lab we start up a laboratory that we use a lab it's a really lab where we teach classes. We uh, do a lot of training of chefs. It's all our R&D where we do uh, product development. So, um, and, you know, despite the COVID, we are definitely working on uh, uh, bringing the truffle lab all, all over the U.S., at least in the main cities. Thinking about in L.A., San Francisco, we think in something in Dallas, so we're working on it. Interesting. So do you do you guys have a mini greenhouse where you have like a mini oak tree and can you see the can you see the truffle growing? Are you guys growing any truffles in the lab? Huh. So <laughs> this is a really we are working on that. We can you can grow it in New York or in the lab because to do a truffle land you need a particular soil and we have a, a, a team of expertise a team of engineers that travel around the world to check where is the best land soil so believe it or not we tried upstate New York but it's too cold it's too cold for the truffle so we are looking into the west coast by the way this is something that we are de developing in some lands on the west coast so we don't have it in New York because also you have to remember there is different rules and regulation between uh, Europe and USA. So to do a sort of farming of truffles, we have a series of, um, uh, you know, permits that we need to ask. We're working on that. And the best soil that we find is Martha Vineyards and California. Napa Valley is the best. Napa Valley is the top for, for a project like this. I've heard of a couple truffle farms in Napa Valley, but only the black truffle. No, they haven't been able to do any white truffle in Napa. You are not able. We are not able to do white truffles. We are not producing white truffles. We are producing only black truffles in the truffle land. And oh. I'll give you a little secret. Uh, 25 years ago, we uh, invited a lot of farmers from California, from different regions in the U.S. Uh, to come to Italy. Um, I have to tell this young kid is doing an incredible job, by the way. And we offered them the spores. So they brought back the spores to the U.S. They planted in the U.S. And now whatever you find, uh, I don't want to say names, but it's through our continuously, you know, um, open mind and make sure that, you know, we give the possibility to everyone to try this or to, to, to experiment. And I see that some of the experiments went really, really well. So I'm really happy. On one hand, I'm really, really happy. I'm just hoping that they continue to, they continue with this, uh, with, with these projects, you know, because some of them, they left it there. Some of them, it is important. It's not only, you know, business. It's not only to sell truffles. There is, there is history behind it. There is, there is a huge hard work from so many farmers in Italy. So. Cool. That's super interesting. Have, what are your thoughts on, Things like truffle hot sauce coming out. Is, is, how are you guys? What are your thoughts at Urbani? 
genius. Can I tell you? Mm -mm. They were genius. And I love the truffle uh, sauce. So what Urbani did also, and this is things that, you know, you're right. We, we always, and we always fighting against products that are flavored, but they have zero truffle uh, zero truffle products, truffle essence. Uh, we are against of chemical oil. We are against of anything that it's not pure, but it's mixed. There is some products there. There is tr some truffle sauce that I admire because they did an incredible job using great ingredients. There's some of them that we are against them. It's not part of our philosophy. But already Urbani, I'll tell you exactly 30 years ago, we start producing products. All our production comes from Italy. Um, all our, we start trying to come up with products that are really, that combined with the ingredients that, you know, the Americans know, pesto. So we did a truffle pesto sauce with black truffles. We did cream cheese. We have a cream cheese with black truffles. We did a white truffle sauce. It's a sauce with white truffle uh, and cream. So people, you know, they, they associate the cream and then it's easy for them to understand. We came out with truffle chips. So we already worked on combining some typical American products, uh, keeping the high standards of quality requested, but mm -hmm. trying also to accommodate the American palate because, you know, there is some products that we don't even bring. We produce over 600 products in Italy. We bring in only 300 because some products we are 100% sure that will not fit the American palate. Say that. You know, we, we know because Italians have a different, you know, sophisticated and this, and it might be, listen, I have to tell you the truth. We brought in a ketchup that, you know, what is, I think it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good point for Urbani. We brought in a ketchup that was dark, that because it was made from real tomatoes. So if it was a season with no tomatoes, we would not have, we would not have ketchup around. So this is to tell you how we come up with products. The same thing with the pesto, truffle pesto sauce. If there is no basil, we don't have the truffle pesto. So it's a really, that's what I'm saying. We really take care of the quality of the ingredients, but also lately we are trying to listen to the American, you know, American public, to the American people. Like they're asking us, they want truffle popcorn. They want, you know, there is also this new generation of millennium. You need to, you need to find ways to get close to them. And that's what we're doing. So I, I love it. I love the idea of a truffle hot sauce. It's genius. Yeah, that's something my mom would call an Americanata. Exactly. That's <laughs> what, exactly, an Americanata. <laughs> But again, the Americanata, it's really appreciated. You know what I'm saying? It's like really like, so um, so they did something. They combined one of the most top ingredients used, condiments used in the U.S. with truffles. That That is, uh, you know, and the quality is pretty good. Quality and price, it, it, it's really a perfect combination. Okay. Um, and Sabrina, I need to ask, what is your favorite way of consuming truffles? I know this is probably an overwhelming question, but let's say you had one white truffle and how would you eat it? Fresh what would pasta. you do with it? Fresh, Fresh pasta. pasta. Fresh pasta. Tallerine, if possible, a little bit of truffle butter and shaved fresh truffles on top. 
That is it. The, the, the simple and the easiest is the best. Yep. Okay. And Sabrina, where can my listeners learn more about Urbani? On uh, Where should I direct them to? Um, they go your... to urbani.com and they find everything, all the information on truffles, all the information on who we are. We have an e-commerce really, you know, working really well. So if they want to look into our products or our line of products, they can look for them. Okay. Well, Sabrina, thank you so much for uh, speaking with me. I learned so much about truffles. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for this time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned next week for Fabrizio Passetti, the world's best Italian one-legged surfer.